finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, they did it. Megan and Harry and Oprah, they got me, they hooked me in, and they got me to watch, and their ratings are going to be huge. But I'll tell you what they didn't do. They didn't get me to feel bad for them, these two spoiled brats, Harry and Megan. Put on quite a performance, whined a lot about not getting any support from the queen and the prince and the rest of the royal family, but uh, screw them. We'll give you... We'll give you a rundown, a recap of Meghan and Harry's performance with Oprah last night. Also, Chris, Chris Cuomo. Yeah, Chris Cuomo. He's black inside. No, he's white on the outside, but he's black inside. We'll play you that. Andrew Cuomo, they just keep lining up. We're up to five women that he has uh, mistreated and up to at least 50 Democrat lawmakers who want him out the, the walls just keep closing in on creepy Cuomo. Um, the New York Times reached a new low. They want to uh, cancel Pepe Le Pew, a cartoon skunk. And Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is getting paid $32 million by FS1. We'll try to make sense of all that and more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you as usual by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get at the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. 
membership required. All right, Colony, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, as I've been saying for years, the whole concept of a royal family is silly. We've kicked these people out 245 years ago. We mocked them. Leslie Nielsen mocked them beautifully in uh, i believe one of the naked gun movies i mean it's it's childish it's you know things with with chariots and crowns and 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 princesses i mean that's what you read to your daughter when she's three that's not a a real thing we don't respect that in the united states we dis we we dismiss that out of hand but and and i and i gotta say megan and, and and harry seem like a couple of spoiled dinks they just seem like like these pampered privileged uh unlikable people but i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna admit this and i'm gonna confess right now that they brought it last night man they if you made a deal with them if you're oprah and whoever you know working behind the scenes it's apparently they they had a lot of demands megan and and uh, harry whatever they had a lot of demands that they they couldn't edit the interview. They couldn't ask this. They couldn't do that. They brought it. They earned their money. I mean, they denied they made seven million bucks. I don't believe it. They made millions for this commercial for this this interview. And you know what they did? They delivered on their promise. I mean, just consider what Megan. Did. Well, well, wait a second. No, Oprah was paid seven million, right? And they weren't paid anything. Is what? Oh, she's I don't believe yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe. You think that these two, after watching them for however that whatever that was an hour, I think these two do anything for nothing. I, these two are the ultimate grifters. They're sitting there, and I know it's not their house, but their house is not that far away. If you if you're paying attention, they live in a fifteen million dollar mansion in Santa Barbara. I believe they they have a private beach. I mean they they have they have millions. And the reason that this whole thing, the reason they're doing the whole thing is because they want more. They kept talking about how they need security and we had, we need to hire security. I'm going, you hire security. So you hire a couple of security guards to, you know, sit to park in your driveway and, you know, watch, uh, watch little Archie when you take them out for ice cream, do that yourself. Why do you need the queen mother to give you millions for security? But, We'll get to that. We'll get to the the greed of these two grifters. But I have to say that I expected it to be really fluffy and light and, and, uh, you know, giggly with, with Oprah and you get nothing out of it. This woman, and I I do think she's manipulative. I do think I I used to love her, but now I can't stand her. She went into this interview and said, I'm going to give these people what they want. Just consider what she, what, what she, uh, um, said revealed. She talked about wanting to commit suicide. She talked about a miscarriage. She talked. Uh, she badmouthed um, Kate Middleton, who's you know untouchable, I, I believe, in the uh, in the UK. Um, she talked about um, them being afraid, the royal family being concerned, worried <laughs> that their kid, Harry and Meghan's kid, would have skin that would be too dark. And she said that, and I, I was watching. I can't believe it. You know what? I was watching. That's all I'm going to say. I was watching. I started watching. I was going to mock it. I did mock it. I kept watching. I couldn't stop. She brought it. She delivered. She probably made it. was by far. I've only watched one thing with Meghan Markle in it, and I watched, uh, why am I blanking on the show name? You know, Suits. Only thing. And it's a great show. Is that it? was by far her best acting performance. Oh, she worked I, the room I, like nobody I've ever seen. 
I've never seen Suits. I just assumed she wasn't a great actress because she never was in anything else and she wasn't a big star. She's a great actress. Yesterday, I mean, last night, I don't, I think she made up half of it. I don't, I mean, she's sitting next to ha uh, Harry. He's a goofy looking redhead with, with bad teeth. She's a very attractive woman. No, Harry's that, a, I know where you're going with this. Harry's a sex symbol to women. I mean, then, you but you're, you're going to tell me. You're going to tell me if you're, if you're uh, whoever, if you're Kate Middleton or Prince Charles or who's Prince Charles's wife, the one that he fantasized that she was a tampon. Oh, um, Camilla. Uh, yeah. Camilla. Uh, yeah. Camilla. He, he, he told her in his love notes that he fantasized about uh, whatever, about being her tampon. He's, he's, he's a real piece of work, but so, you know, that's the kid's grandfather, Prince Charles, the father is again, goofy looking uh, prince or whatever the hell he is. A prince? Is he a prince? I don't even know. Is Harry a prince? Yes, he's a prince, right? Yes. You can never keep that shit straight. Anyway, and you look at him with her and you're worried the kid will look, um, what the kid will look like because of her? Uh, are, are you kidding? I mean, you'd be thrilled if he would procreate with someone as beautiful as she. And I mean, what, what if he married another redheaded British, you know, goofy looking British. Oh, this kid was, he was a, a kid. A kid would be homely. I mean, she saved that child. She <laughs> saved that child. Let's be honest. She saved that child from looking like him. She did, but he was going to, he was going to end up, he was going to end up with a perfect 10 regardless. There's no need to speculate on that. He well, was, well, if I well, put it this way, if it was a perfect 10 redheaded British woman, their kid would be goofy looking. It would look like him. I mean, she's, she did wonders. She's doing wonders for the bloodline. She's going to, uh, that kid, Archie, and the new, and by the way, the other thing she did, she revealed her gender. She did her gender reveal party with Oprah. Oh, it's perfect. I mean, talk, perfect. I, I've done lots of interviews in my life, and you're hoping when you sit down or you're sitting across from them or you're whatever, on the phone doing a show, and you're just hoping they tell you something. They tell you something so you could, uh, uh, you know, promote it and, 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 and people will remember it. She gave Oprah like a dozen. Um, uh, I don't know if they were scoops that I get. That's a huge scoop. Can you picture all the, the, the people, mostly women, in fact, all women who care about the Royal family that read the tabloids that watch the shows that when there's a Royal wedding, they stay up all, what do they do? Stay up all night, right? No. Cause it's early in the morning. They get up early in the morning, watch the Royal, those people, must have been eating this up with a spoon last night. Oh. They get to learn what the new baby is. It's a girl. It's a girl. And again, everyone in that royal family, if they're smart, they're hoping that kid looks like her and not him. I cannot believe. I don't believe. Can I just say I don't believe her when she said they were concerned about how dark the skin of the baby would be? She's not that dark. I mean, let's be honest. When I was pregnant, all around this same time, so we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security. He's not going to be given a title. And also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? That was a great reaction from Oprah. She probably knew it in advance, but she's like, what? I mean, I, I'm sorry. You buy, do you buy that, Colin? You're, you're a big fan of the royal family. Are you buying that the, 
I don't know, they kept calling it the institution or the firm or whatever. The people in the extended royal family, the the people behind the scenes were concerned the kid would be too dark. Not on not on a serious level. I, I could buy it in the sense that like there was just a little bit of uh like shit talk or whether it's the tabloid reporters or whether it's just family members, just like having a casual conversation about it. I don't think it was any I don't buy that the, the royal family was like actually worried and manipulating the situation in any form. I don't buy that aspect. Here, but I, here, yeah. Here's where and, and again she delivered for Oprah. Oprah should be very grateful. I don't know how much money Megan and, and Harry got out of this. Um, they're, they're doing, they're, they're working for Spotify and Netflix. They're like the, they're like the, the, the Obamas. They're a couple of grifters just grabbing money with both hands. Could you imagine a podcast or a, a whatever, a Netflix special with these two? Uh, I guess because, you know, well, they already, they already, they just launched one, right? What was the headline? I think I texted you about it or we were going to play it. We never ended up doing it, but they launched one. And Harry said something that, that made news or probably wasn't worth the news, but it made news because it was Harry a couple of weeks ago. I forget what it was, but, but I mean, listen, they got to pay for security somehow. So they know, they know they have to say something. I guess I'll give them credit for that. Unlike Obama and Springsteen, they actually have to say something to make it noteworthy. But it's incredible if they believe, if Megan believes that what they did last night with Oprah helped them, like helped their image, they're nuts. She's she's to who to who to to the world. They mean all they did is complain about not having any security. We know if you pay attention, we know they live in a fifteen million dollar mansion. We know we're they're flying around in private jets and they're complaining that the royal family doesn't support them or give them enough free security Dude, I mean, what did you what did you see last night on social media jerry well you need to treat twitter the way you tweet what are you talking about like snl they were fawning all over these two they were fawning on harry they're fawning on megan they're who, who's they who are you talking about who's the fawning? internet everybody on the internet so no, i i think they no, you're wrong, you're wrong. last night you're wrong they were whining they they seemed like pampered spoiled privileged children complaining that the royal family doesn't support them we know they're all welfare uh, the welfare recipients they're the world's biggest welfare recipients the whole royal family the whole detestable a uh, bunch of them you know from the queen mother on down you know none of them's ever worked a day in their lives they're they're, they're kind of like cartoon characters they're they're like uh, you know little kids uh, cartoon characters they they wear crowns they go down go around in chariots and they and they and people idiots fawn over them by but far by the way by far the best part of the interview we'll play that clip in a second but you're talking about cartoon characters that was my favorite part of the interview was a cartoon character reference we'll play that when you're done with your rant here which, which, well, i i'm i'm I've, i forgot what did it, what cartoon did they talk about peppy Le Pew? did i miss it when she compared herself to the Little Mermaid, do you remember oh, that? Oh right, right! Oh my <laughs> fucking god, was that brilliant? Was that act? All that was brilliant. There and and the, but there's no way that you saw this and felt like everything was on the level. That poor Megan was a victim of you know Kate Kate Middleton being the mean girl or or Prince Charles or whoever not liking her because of racism. I mean, you don't even think you're sitting there saying, um, when I see her, I say, she's too good for him. I mean, obviously he married up because he's, he's, you know, a, a king or a prince or whatever the hell he is. But you really look at that and say, oh, she's not good enough because of her race, her race. She's mixed race and she's an actress and she's a very attractive woman. I, yeah, but you, I but you tell me that you don't think the Royal family wish wishes he ended up with somebody like Kate Middleton. 
Like oh, you, I guess because she's yeah. pretty hot too, but I guess. But I mean, at some point you say, you know, you want him to be happy. You want him to you know, be in love and all that. And he is, he's giving it all up. I mean, you give up the whole, <laughs> it's like some dumb movie where, where he gives up the, 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 the castle, gives up the keys to the castle because he's so in love. But, and, and you'd say, yeah, and I respect him for that, except he's given up nothing. I mean, again, He's living in a in a massive house, and he's got all the money and all the you know, perks of the job he needs. And he's complaining that they what cut him out of the will or wouldn't give their kid a title. What what title is their kid supposed to have? Is he a prince? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know what title. Yeah, said, well, they, but they were more because the title comes with security, and if you can't give security, then you got to okay, take. Well, I, I, they, they overplayed their hand. Put it that way. They talked about security a little too much, and you're sitting there going. Hire your own friggin' security guard. Can we move on from this? I just want to be safe. I just want to be safe. It's a load of crap. She's not worried about being safe. She was afraid that she wouldn't have a lifetime of riches. She was doing this. Consider this. She was doing this while we're still in a pandemic. Well, you know, at some point in the last year, 40 million Americans lost their jobs. 500 and something, 500. I got to check the card. I'm like Joe Biden. Check the card in my pocket. 540,000 people died with coronavirus in this country. And she's complaining that they wouldn't give her enough security. Talk about arrogant. You think that played well with the general general public? I don't. I think. Unfortunately, if you watch Twitter, unfortunately, I think that the general public is team Megan and Harry, Harry Markle. All dog. Well, I'm not saying that they're going to take Prince Charles's side, but they, they, you, you know that these two have everything the world, everything in the world, all the money and the perks and the house and the planes and the cars and everything else. Uh, they can go anywhere, anytime on their private jets, and they're complaining that they didn't, they didn't provide them with security. You're going, okay, can we move off that and and you know tell us how you know what they said to you? How about what she asked? Prince Harry, um, who was afraid of the the kid being too dark, or who was uh, the racist in the family? And he says, "I I don't want to talk about that." I'm thinking, hey, you just made a fortune for this interview. Give it up. Name names. I hate yeah. when they do that. They will not name names. Although he did say he doesn't, uh, his father doesn't take his phone calls anymore. So I guess the implication was no. He stopped. He stopped at one point, and they're talking again. I believe they're talking. Oh, yeah. Again. yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. you know, obviously, we're, we're all concerned about William and Harry's relationship. Can I say what kind of turned for me? And it's it's moderately serious. Obviously, we've spent enough time on this show. Your former partner, uh, Turtle Boy, recently. I, I take mental health very seriously. I admit I know fucking nothing about it. I'd, I've never experienced it personally. I have nothing in my family. I, I don't. I try to learn about it, but whatever. When she talked about feeling suicidal, I take it seriously. But then on the flip side, I said, you were that far and you were pregnant at the same time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not trying to be a dick when I say that. And I'm not trying oh, to like, you know, down- let's be honest. Dave, everybody thought that you could be okay. the most compassionate, yeah. uh, empathetic person. And you're saying, what? There's like, how, I, how, I, I, I looked over at my wife and I said, that's not, that's not just like depression, mental health. In my opinion, I don't really know anything, but like that is the darkest of the dark and it just came out of the blue during an interview with Oprah in a 13 million dollar mansion you know what I mean like it was it, it was it, it was I, as I tweeted uh, I don't know what she's like on suits but as an actress she overplayed her hand she was overacting last night again 
I, you know, I, I don't, I hope it doesn't make me sound insensitive. I don't believe her. I don't believe that she was on the brink of ending it all while pregnant because, because why? Like, because Kate Middleton wasn't nice to her. I mean, she's a former waitress. She's, she comes from a screwed up family. You know, she was a working girl, working class girl. She's now literally royalty. She's got Again, millions and millions. She's got everything. People fawning over her, waiting on her, and she's going to kill herself because because why? Because Kate Middleton made her cry. But I don't to, believe to play, her. To play devil's advocate, we were talking about this before the before we got on. We hate everything about the royal family aspect in life, right? I can imagine that, to, in his words, her words, that they both felt trapped in that life. Probably, yeah, it's you're spoiled and you get whatever you want, but it probably does suck. So they probably they want what sucks. What sucks? Living I don't know. It just sucks to like feel like you're always somebody's always controlling your every move. I don't know. I could just you know that. what? If if in, in the if they're going to make a movie, they should say we don't want your money. We don't want. We're going to go. We're going to live. They're talking about where they were going to live in New Zealand or Australia, and we're going to get jobs and we're going to live like normal people. They won't do that. They do not want to get shut out. They they want to keep the welfare checks coming, and they will. I mean, there's no way they're going to live like normal. You think they're either ever wants to get a job? I mean, well, I mean, they're streamers now. They're Netflix right. and Spotify. I mean, they're streamers. That, no, that's I mean, the I biggest can, fear. The biggest fear. Is not being, it's not you know Kate Middleton not being friends with her or Prince Charles not accepting her. The biggest fear is they might someday have to get jobs. That's what, when, when you're that conditioned his whole life, and I know he was in the military, but he grew up in this life, and, he, and his biggest fear is he won't, he'll have to actually do his own laundry or actually pick out his own suit in the morning or, or you know, um, uh, brush his own teeth. I think they have a servant for that that brushes your teeth for you. And, and I'm not kidding. They have servants for everything. That's his life that he's used to. That's her life. That's why she married him. You think she really loves him? He's he's a goofy looking bastard. She doesn't. Well, really I do. I mean, I I bought. She into, wanted the life. Yeah, I bought into the. Uh, what was that? The only thing I really saw about them was that stupid Lifetime documentary. She just seems evil. So I I'm biased on her. I just think she's a narcissist, and she's got him in his web. I think he's probably a nice guy. Comes off well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's my take on him. Well, that's but, my whole point. She didn't win the day here. She she again delivered for Oprah. She made news. She got huge ratings. It helped her podcast, I guess, or Netflix special. But I don't think she seemed like a very nice, sincere, honest person. But okay? they got out. Like that's the biggest thing. Like they they got out. Okay, so quit bitching about it and and go right. on with your life. Like why do you have to throw about what you threw you threw your entire family. Like under the bus and then some. I mean, all yes. this was literally like somebody better put together a, a 30 second montage of just accusation after accusation after accusation. It, it was at least eight of them, right? And, she called and, the entire royal family racist because she wasn't willing to name the one person that actually was. Right. You know? and, and and she made him sound like kind of this dark, ominous uh, force because this, this, it's not just, you know, the Queen Mother and Prince Charles. It's this, these, the Institute or these 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 bureaucrats behind the scenes that warned her. Don't talk to the media. Don't uh, uh, talk to the tabloids. And those people, I guess, are racist. Those people are cruel and those people are worried that Archie might have dark skin. <laughs> Archie again has one shot is that he looks like mom. Let's be honest. Poor Archie grows up looking like dad. I mean, he's going to be royalty, but he's going to be goofy looking. And, uh, uh, they're hoping Archie and the little baby who's coming, uh, whenever this summer, 
She wouldn't give the date, the due date. She said this summer. No but balloons, they, like no, no cutting the cake where you could see that it was right, you know, pink inside. Like that's not a baby reveal. That's awful. That they, they should have done something big with pink, you know, pink explosion. Maybe uh, I don't know, big cake, big pink cake. Oprah woof that down. But should have had the security guard come in and like cut the and let the balloons go or something. I don't know what's going on. It is amazing because in this country, again, the, the idea, the concept of having a king and a queen and a prince and a princess and a castle and, and, you know, all the perks that come with it is just so antithetical that everything to everything we stand for, everything believe in. And yet we put these two spoiled brats on TV for an hour. And I promise you, they will, and maybe you'll, they'll, We'll find it here any minute now that in the ratings, they killed the NBA all-star game. They killed everybody. They, this, I mean, obviously it's not Super Bowl level, but they're going to get a huge rating. Um, and, and they earned it again. I was thought I'd last five minutes and I'd start flipping around and watching the NBA all-star game or whatever else was on. And they, they teased, wasn't Oprah, Oprah good at this teasing what's coming up. She, oh my she's, God. She's, she's kept she you hanging on. on. I mean, talk about Oprah. Like, she should be on a plane right now to go interview the Queen to show another side of the story. And instead, we're just like, they're never going to speak. I, I know, and I, I hate like we keep saying, I hate the royal family concept. But like, they're not going to go to that length to defend themselves. They're just going to try to make sure it blows over, and then their side of the story is never going to really get out. Like, and, gonna- and, and unfortunately for them, the, the rating will be massive, and everybody will be talking about it. And even here, can you imagine in England? What a big deal it is. What a big deal this interview is. This is historic. I mean, I'm, I'm reading some stuff, uh, you know, Pierce, Pierce Morgan's on all over the place. He's tweeting, talking about it. The people in England, this is all they're talking about. And it's a bombshell. And, and whether they believe her or not, it does make the, the Royal family look bad. You are, when you come away from this, you think Prince Charles didn't want her because she's black. That's, that's the takeaway, right? Prince Charles, that goofy-looking bastard, didn't want this woman as his daughter-in-law because her mother is black, I believe. Correct? Who gives a shit about Prince Charles? This is what I don't understand. Like, so you're because he's going to be king, isn't he? Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because they made the queen look like an absolute rock star, by the way. Even like my wife was like enthralled with the fact that the the queen put the blanket over Meghan Markle. (laughs) I'm literally I mean, if I was on team Meghan Markle last night, I I probably would have had a really fun night for myself last night. But I I couldn't. It was disgusting. I don't know. Queen. The queen is uh, in a month in April will be 95. Um I don't know how these people live so long. Prince, um, Prince, whatever his name is, Prince Philip, her husband, I believe is in the hospital is 99 in June. He'll be a hundred. Uh, I mean, and, and you know what? He'll croak soon. It'll be a big deal. But like, who cares? Who cares? He's a hundred year old, you know, nobody who married the queen, um, in 1947 they got married in 1947 but that'll be a big deal and there'll be a royal funeral i guess and all the you know all the uh, the fans of the royal family will be glued to that early in the morning in the united states i see you know bethany or not bethany what's frankel's name bethany Uh, frankel yep bethany frankel the housewife of new york chick she she's tweeting this morning how she apologizes because she was a big critic of Megan and oh. and Harry, and after that interview, she won. Megan won her over that she was wrong. She didn't realize the pain that she was going through. I guess that makes me uh, cold-hearted and 
not very compassionate because I think she was manipulative and 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 cynical. She knew she was destroying people in the royal family, people in the in the kingdom, and she knew how it would work. She'd call them racist this day and age. Can't defend yourself against that. She would say they almost pushed her to suicide while pregnant. And today in England, like Kate Middleton, William, Prince Charles, uh, what's her, what's Prince Charles's wife again? Uh, Kate Middleton. Oh, no, no, Camilla. Oh, Camilla. Camilla, Camilla, they all look awful. They all look like racists and tyrants and bullies. And it's like any, we talk about this stuff all the time. So you're going to tell me that she went up pregnant to somebody, communications team, human resources, anybody in the, in, in I the need help. institution and said, I need help. I'm thinking about killing myself with a baby inside of her. And right. they did nothing they for said, her. Uh, they said, go, you know, pick out some new jewelry or something. If go that's get, the case, then yes. Yeah, these people deserve every accusation, and that's it. I just, I'm very skeptical of it, and I think there was a lot of performance acting. But listen, if if they were as bad as she's saying they are, then they deserve every piece of, you know, I, no question. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but they're starting at zero in the minds and hearts and of of Americans. I mean, we don't respect these people. It's different in England, but we don't. We mock them. We ridicule them. We think they're the the, the whole thing is a big. Joke, it's all what again. Are you on? Why do you keep saying that? Everybody People in the United States don't respect uh royal families, we reject them out of hand. We we fought a war and won so we could uh uh free ourselves of the uh the the, the chains of kings. Do you believe that is like kind of like on a on a day by day, like a institutionally, we just don't respect the royal family? We don't respect aristocracy there's no such thing as royal blood that's un-american and it doesn't how, have many, how many people did you know had, how many people did you know same had thing about saudi arabia or the king of whatever king of tunisia i don't even know if they have a king anymore but any place that has kings and queens and prince, we mock and ridicule them that's the american way yes right, so you're just saying that every woman in america went and bought a goofy hat when prince william and kate middleton got married and threw parties and it was like fucking four o'clock in the morning in the states here and we don't respect them that's and no i'll tell you what exactly what that is that's 30 40 year old women reliving their childhood when they were kids you know they read cinderella or they watched the movie snow white and they were reliving it when they were 40 through the royal family they don't respect it do you think they want you're off you're george way washington, off on george, washington, george washington was offered a chance to be king and 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 dismissed it out of hand as well he should because it's un-american these people might watch a royal wedding but they don't envy them they don't want uh an aristocracy a monarchy here in the united states of course they don't it's the it's nothing is more un-american than a royal family it's just wrong. The whole idea. But, but we are whole, obsessed, we're obsessed with watching it. So that's okay. So as it plays out, we're obsessed with reading sorry. about it. We're obsessed. Look how big the freaking crown was as a Netflix show and all this shit. Like we're obsessed with consuming it from an entertainment standpoint. Would we right, want it here? Just, yeah. So we're obsessed with watching again, watching Cinderella. I mean, it, my, my daughter would watch it over and over when she was a little kid. She was, she loved all the, uh, the Kings and Queens stuff. She watched Snow White over and over. Cinderella and any movie, Little Princess, any movie that had uh, Kings and Queens, she thought was awesome. That's what six-year-old girls do. Uh, some some girls never really grow up. They always still find a fascination with the royal family, but they don't look at it and say that that somehow their their royalty. You know, real the, I mean, the idea of royalty. You don't understand how that's un-American. 
that we no, we no, no. I just, I just, are created equal. We're not. We don't have kings and queens that we support and 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 idolize and worship and even respect. I mean, does anyone actually respect Prince Charles? You know what he is? He's like, uh, you know, a Kennedy. A guy who never lifted a finger, never worked a day in his life. A guy who jets around on private jets and complains about uh, global warming and climate change. It says, oh, it's an existential threat. And, uh, you know, a whole convoy of SUVs is waiting outside his royal jet, uh, uh, outside his private jet. And that's one thing if you're, you know, Obama. I mean, obviously, the Obamas are, are spoiled, privileged people, but they earned it at some point. They got elected or he got elected. She went along for the ride. What did Prince Charles ever do? That goofy bastard was born into royalty and lectures us about, you know, sacrifice and to save the planet while living in a castle and jetting around on multiple private jets. They're disgusting people. Okay. Well, this is why they're disgusting. Well, he brought us Princess Diana. Diana, that, you know, obviously then that's why people are obsessed with Harry and William because they love Princess Diana so much. And it's, they're rock stars. I mean, they're, they're global sensations, those two, those two kids. What, what have they done? Uh, they're just, I'm just telling you, they're just, they're like bigger than Brady internationally. They're big. They're huge. They're see, that, see, Brady, Brady's our royalty. He's earned everything. He's earned everything. I don't know if you're aware of this. He was a six round pick. He had to earn his way, earn his job, earn every title. I mean, that's real. Co- that's the American way. That is not the British Royal family way. There's nothing Harry or William ever did that's comparable. They just were born into it, which is an absolutely un-American concept. Anyway, Let's listen to uh, let's listen to Megan compare herself to uh, to uh, what was it, Little Mermaid? She's Ariel. In this situation, she's, she's Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, she's Ariel. And the Little Mermaid came on. Now, who who as an adult really watches the Little Mermaid? But it came on, and I was like, "Well, I'm just here all the time, so I may as well watch this." And I went, "Oh my God!" She falls in love with the prince, and because of that, she has to lose her voice. But by the end, she gets her voice back. Gets her voice back. And this is what happened here. You feel like you got your voice back. Oh, thank God. She's such an important voice. Oh, you know. I can't remember because that, that was later in the thing. Did they really put that music? I grabbed that from Twitter this morning. Did they put that music underneath that during the show? You watched the whole thing. Did they have that? It was like enchanting music underneath that she's saying. Yes, that. I believe uh, so. Good for them. That's good production. I like that. Um, and it's still, it's still uh, all you see on twitter it's still all you're seeing on the morning shows the reaction to the royal family it's it's they're disgusting people and now we all know it we all know just how spoiled just what brats they are sitting there complaining that they don't have enough security uh first of all is it really i mean i know someone uh, i know it didn't end well for die but are, are we really afraid that someone's gonna like try to hurt these these people i mean these these pathetic uh, you know, king, queen, prince, whatever they are, we're really afraid for their security. Well, to me, like if you're if you're looking about if you're looking for the safety of your family and your kids, and you're living a pretty good life in Canada, right? Where were they? Toronto? Is that where they were? Like, yeah, you're looking for safe. Yeah, and it's and it's all good there. I'm trying to think of like the next location where the tabloids and uh, you know all this nonsense goes on. It's pretty much Hollywood. So they decided to they, leave a safe environment. And go to the probably the best option to potentially have what happened to your mother happen. You know what I mean? Like that's no, where yeah, you go. She's not driving anywhere, and they live in Santa Barbara, which is not L.A. It's a safe, 
you know, whatever it is, an hour and a half away. It's supposed to be the like the most beautiful bucolic community in in the United States. We saw the house. We know they have a private beach. I mean, <laughs> the idea you got to work overtime to 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 elicit sympathy if you're living that life. And again, she did it. She talked about hit all the hot buttons, suicide, race, and discrimination, and everything else. Um, but there, uh, you really have to be a simpleton to feel bad for these two. These two brats in the middle of uh, you know this global crisis, and these two sitting there saying they wouldn't give. We wanted to be safe. We want to make sure Archie was safe. Who the hell is you know concerned about your like? thinking of hurting you people just go away go make another show what where where is uh she all done on suits she doesn't do that show anymore oh right? yeah i believe it's suits i think suits is over at this point i think it's yeah done. yeah, yeah. She, uh, it was a good show though. she had a good right i think she was uh, uh flexing her or, or acting muscles last night she can still put on quite a performance uniform professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves if you've ever served in the military law enforcement firefighting or frontline medical communities you are eligible for free membership at govx.com the greatest online shopping site for americans of service like you your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. This site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month, GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast, easy, and totally free. Become a member today and use Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com savings for those who serve. I don't know who, who the columnist that wrote it was in the post, but she was talking about how, you know, she, she hated the life of, of, you know, the Royal family over there and all this stuff. This is a person that invited Oprah and George Clooney to her wedding without ever having met them before. Ever. Yeah. You know, exactly. like she loves this shit. She loves no it. No question. That's what you have to keep in mind watching it is first of all, do you really think she's all that attracted to uh to harry she wanted to be royalty she wanted to be in this family she wanted all the riches the fame the fort she wanted all the perks of the job you're and so black you're so black and white with this shit you're like she complains. <laughs> what do you think she was in love with him and she wished that you know he was one of the fry cooks at the at the place she waited tables you, i believe you, that oh, we could live a simple life the two of us and just and, and be happy together do you think she would have preferred that or do you think she loves being part of a royal family she loves it she loves it but you have to understand that women are beyond sexually attracted to prince harry oh, like please. beyond my wife i believe that i'm a very i'm a perfect 10 guy i mean everybody knows that by now she would leave me for prince harry she would leave me for prince harry definitely uh, if prince harry were not in the royal family obviously he wouldn't have got her he wouldn't have he he would be settling down with someone like rachel levine that that's about his level that's how goofy looking he is he would not be and, you know, even even flirting with this woman, he and he knows in his heart that she's only with him because he's a prince. She, he knows that that's kind of like, you know, the professional athletes 
who find their wives after they're famous. You, they always have to wonder, is she only with me because I'm a famous athlete? The ones that find their wives, you know, before they become famous, that's different. That's, you know, that's reassuring. In this case, he knows. Everyone knows she's only with him because he's he's a king, uh, a prince. He's not going to be king, though, right? Isn't the other guy going to no, be king? No, no. I, I, this is like, to me, This if I were like a betting man, I, I would bet that she's the classic narcissist and is mind manipulating this guy. And 15 years from now, he's going to be back. How old Oprah? He's going to be back with Oprah. And it's going to be one hell of an interview on his end in 15 years. That's my that's my gut feeling. Well, but 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 what is he gonna? I mean, what does he have to offer? I always sit there and they they show them like visiting, you know, like whatever Tonga, some some island nation, you know, some. And that's where it all went wrong, Jerry. That's yeah, Australia. She that's right. Every, she just won everybody's hearts, and then it they all show them at these places. And I say, yeah, they do charity work, I guess. But what else do they contribute? I mean, like if you're William or Harry or even Charles, I mean, what skill do they have? What what can they do? I mean, it's like. They're just these vapid souls with nothing to offer. And she signed on for that. She belongs to think, you know what? They should go back and live in the castle and wear crowns and go around and, you know, charities and big, I mean, uh, chat, what, what do you call it? When they go on the horse drawn carriages with big pumpkins. I mean, that's the life. Yeah. yeah Cinderella that's style. The life they, they want to lead. They're pretending that it was all just too much for them. They want the drama. They want to be part. They want, she wants to live in a castle and have maids waiting on her day and night and nurses and, and, uh, and, and nannies. I mean, she doesn't want a normal life with that goofy looking guy. She wants to be a queen. Anyway, there is, there is after that, there is no repairing this relationship. Like this is like there is no this is like the only way to repair a relationship with the family is like Prince Harry and Prince William have to have an absolute bloodbath of a fight. And then like at the end, they're both injured and they're like, I love you. You know what I mean? Like it's just, There is no there is no reconciliation. They just threw the racist card that they threw everything at them. Like they just brought the heat last and they, night. And they all, you know, they're living they're living in. um uh santa barbara that's a long way from uh you know buckingham palace um she was wearing a forty five hundred dollar dress while complaining that she just you know the trappings of the job is just too much for her a forty five hundred dollar dress that she'll probably never wear again on the but, grounds of a 14 million dollar uh mansion you know with a with a chicken coop actually that was nice very wholesome i read that that was very um, like gail king is like was like in that neighborhood or she was that her whose house is that i thought i thought it was theirs that some that was somebody else's i don't know i didn't read it, it for the house. i don't i don't they, they, they all live in that neighborhood oprah you know springsteen obama they all live in the same neighborhood they all live in 15 million dollar houses in in southern california but anyway enough for the king and the queen let's get to important let's get to our royalty our royalty here in the united states let me uh let me do shay do a, uh mention our other great sponsors here. Um, let's let's talk about Shea first. Uh, this is for you homeowners and home buildings. Do you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps just for you? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete. Or you can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase could dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, the folks at Shea can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. This is your spring project. It's going to warm up 
around here this week. And this is the time you can upgrade your home. It's not an expense. It's an investment in your home. Once the shape brings those new steps, your house will look better and it'll be worth more. Consider it. And you can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com or stop into one of their four state-of-the-art facilities and talk to someone at Shea Concrete. That is SheaConcrete.com. This is Denny Somak, host of The Rock Podcast. I'm a producer, author, and rock historian, and I want to share with you some of the greatest stories in rock and roll. Well, Bonzo was the best hard rock drummer. Ever, hands down. I mean, no one comes within a mile of him. And I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. John Lennon had this wise guy look on his face, just like me and my friends were just a bunch of wise guys, street kids. The first guitar I ever had was a Spanish guitar, and I couldn't really get the hang of it. I was only 13. I had never written a song before, actually, and uh, so Jim says, okay, everybody go home and write some songs, you know. And so I went, went home and wrote Light My Fire. Join me. For The Rock Podcast, the only podcast that matters. From Podcast One or wherever you get yours. You know, I was going to say our royal family, the Cuomos, they're close. I mean, Chris, uh, Andrew was married to a Kennedy. God knows. Imagine how much he cheated on her. It. This is such a wonderful thing. It's not on the level of, you know, Megan uh, uh, declaring war against uh, Prince Charles. Not on that level. But over the weekend, if you're enjoying the downfall, the utter uh, collapse of uh, of Killer Cuomo, it was a great weekend. Uh, I uh, the the head the, the Democrat majority leader in the New York Senate, uh, her name is Andrea Stewart Cousins. After there were three accusers, said if there's a number four, she's out. She's going to demand resignation. Uh, a couple hours later, there was four and five. And you know what the interesting thing is? One of them, four and five, two, two over the weekend, two women came forward, said he was creepy and touched them and propositioned them and all the usual stuff. One of them is 62 years old, which is almost his age, which is embarrassing because he was probably proud that all the, 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 the girl, the women who were accusing him were like 25 and, and hot. And you know, that's the, that's how he rolls, but he's such a disgusting pig. He said, he's never resigning. Doesn't matter. They had 50 lawmakers have come forward already demanding he resign. 50 women and 50 lawmakers. And Lindsey Boylan, the one who started this whole thing rolling, one of the first, she tweeted out, resign, you disgusting monster. That's all she wrote. Resign, you disgusting monster. It is, I'm glad he's digging his heels in. I'm glad he's saying I'm not going to resign. He can't, you know, he's not going to go out with any class. He's not going to go out quietly. He's going to fight it and he's going to lose because there are just dozens and dozens of Democrats demanding he go. And every day, it's not like a one-time thing where we, uh, you know, like, like Ralph Northam, that scumbag, uh, uh, governor of Virginia, one time thing came out him pictures of him with blackface or, and, or in a Klan outfit, it was pretty bad. You thought he wasn't going to survive in this day and age. He lied about it. He stuck in his heels and he survived and he's still there. And it's amazing in this with you know race being this hot button issue. It's amazing that the governor of Virginia is was caught in blackface and survived. But it was a one time thing. It was a picture. He he I don't know what he lied about it and he and said he's he's not resigning and he survived. This isn't going to work that way because we're at five. It's going to go to ten. It's going to go to fifteen. This creep has been putting his hands on women for years and years and everybody says it's a it's the best known uh secret 
out there. Uh, everybody knows what kind of guy he is. Everybody knows it's not going to end with five women. And again, it seems insane that he's going to have to resign for touching women and touching their backs and propositioning them and asking them to play strip poker and ask them if they like older men, all kind of creepy, disgusting behavior for this creepy, disgusting man. And like they'll do, they'll, there'll be an interview. There'll be a story on a network news show or on one of the cable news shows. And they'll do five minutes on all the women and all the uh, lawmakers and the media and the tweets. And no won't even mention 15,000 dead senior citizens. And God knows uh, Janice Dean is still out there front and center demanding justice for her uh, deceased in-laws and all the people that this guy killed. But they're actually uh, focusing on his predatory behavior, which, again, is disgusting. It's not on the same level with what he did to senior citizens. We're almost at the one-year anniversary of when he signed the order sending coronavirus-positive patients into nursing homes, wiping out nursing homes. I mean, literally at least 15,000 dead as a result of this guy's negligence. And we don't know exactly why he did it. Could have been for the money because they got higher payments from Medicare, uh, the nursing homes did, and the nursing homes donated a lot of money to him, and it could have been could have been bad, and he didn't want to make Trump look good. If he used it, the ship in the harbor, the comfort ship, it would have made Trump look good. If he used the Javits Center, it would have made Trump look good, and he didn't want to do that. He did this, and then he lied about it. Then he covered it up. It is the, it is the biggest scandal in American political history. Nothing comes close because we're talking about 15,000 dead Americans, vulnerable, helpless people who he led to the slaughter and then lied about it. That is as bad as it gets. I'm, I'm okay with the new scandal being the, the thing that'll bring him down. To be honest with you, I'm okay with it because someone has to bring him down. He, they, 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 you know, the media wants to ignore that because there are other Democrat governors who did the same thing and they don't want it to be a widespread scandal. They want to focus on his uh, predatory behavior, but that's okay. Anything to hurt him, embarrass him, bring him down. I'm okay with, and by the way, anything to hurt, embarrass his, uh, his a-hole brother. I'm okay with too. <clears throat> and it is amazing what they get away with these Cuomo's because you know, they're, they're good Democrats, they're Royal family. But over the weekend we had, Andrew Cuomo, the governor, denying it, saying he's never going to resign. And I believe that he will never resign. But we also had Chris Cuomo, Fredo, his dumb little brother, explaining, you know, why he why he relates so well to, you know, his colleague Don Lemon or people in the African American community. He revealed that Chris Cuomo's, uh, you know, he's really black inside. Just looking out of the window, watching the asphalt grow, <laughs> thinking how it all looks handy. How do you know the words to good times? You know I'm black on the inside. So good times, good times. anytime you need a baby. He's black on the inside. I don't, can you imagine if, I don't know, Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> if Sean Hannity or Tucker said that, I'm black on the inside? That's the reason he knows the lyrics to good times. <sighs> I know the lyrics to the Jeffersons the theme song. Moving on up to the side. 
Are you do you are you black on the inside? Is that uh, what's nope, going on here? Nope, 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 nope. nope, nope I'll say nope. But anyway, anyway, it's gonna be fun. I hope he digs in his heels. I hope he hangs in there because the more humiliation of killer creepy killer Cuomo, the better. The better. All right, we got a couple other things to get to. I think a couple there were a couple outrageous things over the weekend that I put here on my little uh, notepad and said, we got to get to this. But every time I looked at it, I just get, I just shake my head. I don't know which is more outrageous. Uh, what do you want to do first? Pepe Le Pew or Skip Bayless? Uh, let's, yeah, let's, we could end with Pepe Le Pew because it's so funny. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. I have nothing personally against him. I don't remember even, I must've met him somewhere along the way. We were both sports writers back in the day. I haven't seen much of his new, new, it's been a couple of years, but he went to FS1. He has a show similar to the show he used to do with, with Stephen A. Smith. He does it with Shannon Sharp, who is a dink, but, and I guess it makes Skip Bayless look like the good guy in many ways. But if you, if you've seen Skip on, on Twitter, he's kind of, I, I don't know if he's in on the joke, but he understands people are often mocking him and he doesn't really get upset. He, do, he pretends to be a Cowboys fan and he'll do little videos wearing his Cowboys, like his, his Ezekiel Elliott jersey. And anyway, and I'm not sure who watches the show, but I guess it's important to the, to the network, the FS1 network. ESPN tried to bring him back to ESPN to fight with Stephen A. Smith again, because apparently they're not happy with Max, Max Kellerman which is interesting, but I thought Max Kellerman and Stephen A were, were doing well. I thought their ratings were good, but apparently they missed skip. They made an offer to bring skip back to ESPN. And not only did, did FS one um, match it, they topped it. They, they blew him out of the water. Skip Bayless. If you missed it over the weekend or over the end of last week as a new deal with FS one, Fox Sports One. And if you don't, I don't even know what, what channel that is on my cable on my Comcast. I swear to God, I used to flip by it occasionally or see something on, on Twitter, on social media when Whitlock was on that show with those other guys and occasionally watch it. I'll see something on Twitter from Skip or, or Shannon Sharp, but I don't really know when it's on and I don't really make it a point to watch it. Skip Bayless, the co-host of that show, is now making 30 Two million dollars, eight million a year, four years, thirty-two million for Skip, freaking Bayless. That's crazy. What That's if I? What have I done wrong? Why? Why can't I get involved in some? I mean, I wouldn't demand you know eight million. I'd settle for I don't know four. <laughs> I could I could fight with Skip uh, with Shannon Sharp, in, in a heartbeat. I could do that every day. Well, I, mean, I was saying to you. I was saying to you, like all these digital, everybody who's making waves on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all these things that are just absolutely crushing it. You could get like 20 of them <laughs> and, and, and still probably save money than what you're paying with Skip Bayless. It is absolutely asinine that they think Skip Bayless is that important. But, but I mean, there has to be a reason. I mean, right there. Uh, it's not like. I don't think I don't think there's a I mean, the only read, the only thing that would ever make sense, because we all you just said, I don't believe that one person actually knows the number on the cable box that FS1 is on their television, to your point. I'm, I, I'm I remember on ESPN because there's enough sports content for like live games on ESPN that right. I know right. the number, but I don't know FS1s and nobody else does. So the only argument that he could make that money 
is that like they make enough money on YouTube or social media to pay for it because it sure as shit ain't coming from advertising on and, cable. And, media. And, I mean, there's other shows too that they could invest in. If, again, what's the Whitlock to show the safe speak for yourself? Yeah. Show? Yep. The show yep. that Whitlock was on that's now the show that, um, is it Marcellus Wiley? Who, yep. He's on there. Yep. Who is, uh, he's not bad. I mean, he's smart. We know that. And we know he's, He's bold. He took a stance against Black Lives Matter. I mean, he can't be making that kind of dough. I mean, Shannon Sharp is not making that kind of dough. Skip Bayless is 69 years old. He's kind of a, a kind of a crotchety old guy. Um, uh, not exactly relating to the young demo. I mean, he's he's. And what else does he do, by the way? Like, I don't. I, maybe he does do more stuff than that show. Like, say what you want. You can hate St Stephen A. Smith. Guy works his ass off. Right. I mean, the guy has a television show. He has a radio show. I think he has a uh, on ESPN Plus. He has a different TV show. They want to make him. His goal is to be a late night sports show host on ESPN or some shit like that. He works his ass off. I don't know what the hell. Skip I, I agree, and, and I could stuff. see how important Stephen A. is to ESPN because he does a lot of things, and he's kind of you know a big part of the franchise. I'm not sure if Skip Bayless walked away, whether he went to ESPN or anywhere else, does it really do that much damage to FS1? Anyway, it doesn't do, it doesn't do I don't anything. know. I don't know who his agent is, but I want to find out because the guy's amazing. And, and, and he, you know, he's never had kids. He's got a, I, I remember seeing a story on him. He's, he works hard, you know, he's up and he's, and he gets up early and he reads and he, uh, and you know, he, does stay on top of things and 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 he works out hard too because he posts pictures of himself shirtless he's a 69 year old man that'll put a picture of himself with no shirt on 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 social media so he's a weirdo but he's got he's making a fortune and i don't know you know i, I, I don't even know what kind of guy he is but good luck to him I well, I tweeted at you when you tweeted this on Friday. I mean, FS1, as shitty of a cable station as it is, they make like $1.3 billion a year, right. you know, just for being there, just for like being, you know, Comcast pays them, all these other cable networks pay them. So they have the money, obviously, to pay this guy. He just, in my opinion, doesn't deserve one-tenth of that. <laughs> right. That's, I mean, let's, I've, I've, we've talked about the money in cable news and like, uh, I don't know, uh, what Tucker Carlson's making, Hannity's making... Uh, like $30 million with his radio and his TV and Tucker's probably making, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 million uh, a, a year. I don't know about Laura Ingram or, or, or Rachel Maddow, but you think they, the, the advertising can't possibly cover that, especially at Fox because they have all these, these evil activists, you know, media matters types who uh, harass their advertisers and pressure companies not to advertise on Fox. That only works one way. It does not work on MSNBC or CNN. It only works at Fox when they shame companies to not advertise. So you see a lot of kind of not real big companies. There's a company that, that has a thing to clean your ears out. And, you know, then Mike Lindell, obviously, and, you know, just not big corporations because, again, they get pressured by scumbag activists to not advertise. It doesn't matter. You're right. The the cable companies pay Fox News, I forget the numbers, like $900 million a year. So they bring in a fortune and paying Tucker Carlson $10 million is nothing for them, for the Murdochs, because they are uh, bringing in huge money 
just from cable subscriptions. The advertising is gravy. You know, it's not one one point eight billion dollars per year in subscriber fees for Fox News. One point eight billion. One point eight billion. Yep. And that's so that, that probably puts them at like I don't know. Let's just call it for argument's sake two dollars per subscriber. So if you have Fox News on your cable plan, you're paying two dollars every month toward Fox News, which means Fox Sports One, which doesn't have one one hundredth of the viewership, if that is is almost on par financially with Fox News, which is downright disgusting, actually, but they are owned by the same place. But Right. And so, you know, I mean, obviously, if they can if they can pressure an advertiser, if the, these scumbag activists can pressure some advertiser to not advertise on Tucker or, or Hannity, it sounds like a, a big deal, but it's really not. They no. can move on, sell more, you know, Mike Lindell will pick up the extra inventory, whatever. They'll find someone else to do it. And they will reap. Doesn't doesn't make paying Steve uh, uh, Skip Bayless uh, thirty seven million dollars a year rational though. <laughs> when you can, when you, I, I got to read more about it because it just seems incredible. And you know, again, God bless him. And I'm maybe I should watch. Maybe the show's amazing. We know what we're getting from clips. Yeah, and 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 Stephen A. I think there is a different dynamic because Stephen A. used to be, I thought, the good guy and. Skip Bayless was the bad guy, you know, most of the time. Now, and and again, it's still that way. Max Kellman's the bad guy, this arrogant douche, rich, uh, you know, uh, uh, bratty kind of Max Kellman character. And then you got Stephen A. But on FS1, I think Shannon Sharp's the bad guy and Skip is the good guy. I think he's he's gone from being the bad guy to the good guy when he went to uh, He certainly uh, feels he, he certainly feels emboldened as if he is the good guy because his social media videos about the cowboys are downright I mean they they're, they're oh. so bad they're good, right? Like it's right, so right. awkward and horrific that it's like trendy on social media, but it's right. he's got all saying, the confidence in the world. We we could play it but it's a visual. He does one where yeah. he dances to the music. Yeah, when the Cowboys crazy. win or something, he like dances. Yeah. It's just so bizarre. It gets people's attention. It gets a lot of clicks and a lot of uh, a lot of retweets. I guess I give him credit because I don't even understand what Shannon Sharp's saying most of the time. He's, he speaks his own language, and Skip has to keep up. He has to follow along, and he does. So I guess maybe that's why I paid him because no one else could understand what uh, Shannon Sharp is saying. Like today, if you're Skip Bayless – Against Shannon Sharp, you know what you argue about today? I, I thought of this, though. I was trying to think of some contrived uh, debate about the NBA. Well, last night, Steph Curry won the three-point contest. It was an amazing performance. He got 31 points. They have to, this green ball now for Mountain Dew that you have to hit from, like, 40 feet, and he drained those. And everyone said, best shooter ever. And I held out for a long time. I held out because I'm a bird guy, of course. Bird was amazing, the greatest shooter I've ever seen. Still, I'm going to say Bird is now the second greatest shooter. Much as it pains me, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter ever. He's just phenomenal. He's His range is unlimited. It's like half court, and he just has such an unbelievable stroke. Watching him last night, I'm not, I'd love to see Bird in his prime in a three-point contest against Steph. And Bird's clearly a better player because he was bigger and he was just better and more more clutch than anyone ever. I'll, I'll never say Steph Curry's a better player, but he's a better shooter. He's a better shooter. He's the greatest shooter I've ever seen. And, you know, all the guys, all the – like his father or, you know, uh, Glenn Rice and all those type of shooters, Reggie Miller, 
you know, there it's right there behind. It goes Steph and then Bird and then those all those other guys. That's my ranking of the greatest shooters ever. Bird was the greatest in my mind for the last 35 years, but can't deny it. Steph's incredible. But anyway, let's get to the most ridiculous, most ridiculous story of the weekend. A story that I really didn't think was true. I thought it was some kind of uh, onion or Babylon B kind of thing, but it's, but it's true. It, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can find it to just read the, um, read the tweet or part of the column that was in the New York times. Now, granted, if you know, uh, you know, if you listen to me, you know, I don't have any respect for the New York times. I think the New York times is a joke. I cannot believe people take it seriously. Just, I mean, I could give you a hundred examples. One good example of late would be the January 6th riots at the Capitol. The New York Times reported that Brian Sicknick, the cop, was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. They attributed it to police, uh, law enforcement sources. It was made up. They made it up. I don't think there were any sources. They were wrong. They didn't even admit they didn't even issue a correction. They just said, update the story. He wasn't hit by a fire with a fire extinguisher. They made it up. It was repeated by everybody in the world. All the media outlets, all the you know cable shows, everyone said Brian Sicknick was beaten with a fire extinguisher for a month before they admitted that they were wrong. I think they just made it up because that was the narrative they wanted to to pursue and they wanted to advance and it worked. Everyone said, you know, these, these evil people on, in the insurrection beat the cop with a fire extinguisher. They didn't. Now, if that's, I don't know if that's uh, someone like, again, if that's what Tucker Carlson saying it, or if that's some, uh, you know, New York post writing it, it would be a big deal. It'd be a scandal, but the New York times can make stuff up and no one bats an eye. They just say, yeah, yeah, got that one wrong. There's a thousand examples of that and examples of, of uh, plagiarism. I mean, we all know about Jason Blair and I mean, just, it is not a respected news outlet period, but in some people's minds, it's still whatever the paper record, but this, even for them was so bizarre. It was so incredible. The, the, their columnist, Charles Blow, B L O W Charles Blow, a, a New York Times columnist with 635,000 followers. And he gained another 1,000 from last night. I was looking at this. It was 634. Now it's 635. He's written books. He's been on TV. He's, you know, he's just a prominent pundit. Liberal, of course, New York Times pundit. He's a guy who's safe because he's, you know, believes in every crazy left-wing uh, idea out there. But he actually went on a tirade over the weekend trying to get Pepe Le Pew canceled. Now, I hated Pepe Le Pew as a kid. It's a skunk who's always trying to kiss the cats and you know, always trying to, you know, uh, romance the cats and the cats, cat runs away. And it's just, I mean, it was a tedious Bugs Bunny cartoon. Not my favorite, not a fan. I wasn't a Roadrunner fan either because there's Roadrunner. I don't know. I don't want to ruin it for people. Roadrunner is very predictable. He never actually, uh, the coyote never actually catches him. They like, he drops the anvil on the coyote's head. It's, I never liked Roadrunner or Pepe Le Pew. I looked it up. Pepe Le Pew was introduced to the American public 75 years ago. <laughs> 1945, 76 years ago, right? Um, 75, yeah, 76 years ago. This clown over the weekend 
talked about getting rid of Pepe Le Pew because Pepe Le Pew um, helped teach boys that no didn't really mean no, that it was part of a game, the starting line of a power struggle. It taught overcoming a woman's strenuous, even physical objections was normal, adorable, funny. They didn't even give the woman the ability to speak. That's because it wasn't a woman. Stupid. It was a cat. <laughs> he writes, and there you go. Uh, the right-wing blogs are mad, he says, because I said Pepe Le Pew added to the rape culture. Let's see. He grabs, kisses the girl repeatedly without consent against her will. He, she struggles mightily to get away, but he won't release her. He locks the door to prevent her from escaping. This is in the middle of the you know, Andrew Cuomo scandal. This is, I think the Me Too movement's still a thing. You know, I mean, it's been weakened considerably because of the hypocrisy of the left. But I mean, uh, there were, you know, Harvey Weinstein wasn't that long ago. Uh, Matt Lauer wasn't that long ago. We've gone from Matt Lauer and Harvey Weinstein and uh, to, to, to Pepe Le Pew. It is one thing to say, you know, something contemporary, you know, some contemporary uh, show, whatever, Family Guy or The Simpsons or something. But this is like something, and I know you can still find it somewhere, Pepe Le Pew cartoon. But I don't know. My kids didn't watch it. Did your, do yours, Colony? No, no way. No way. Pepe but but I, have to, I have to be honest with you. I said last week, right? He, he wrote a column about doctors canceling Dr. Seuss. And I said, if you're going to cancel Dr. Seuss, we'll just go one by one then. Just take them all down while you're at it. And it seems as if he's going that route, right? <laughs> like, somebody, uh, somebody tweeted me, said, uh, you should do on the podcast, what's next? And yep. we've done it before. And I'll do it right now off the top of my head. Eventually, I don't know if it's next, but eventually, if they're still out there, like Bla Bla they canceled Gone with the Wind, whatever, last year. They're going to get to Blazing Saddles. We all know that. They're going to get to The Jerk. They're going to get to all, you know, Animal House, any movie. I mean, Animal House has a, uh, you know, a, a, obviously a big deal. The uh, Otis Day in the Nights, the band, the black band with the black leader. And they, and they, um, they say, what are you majoring in? Primitive cultures. And then they go right to Otis Day singing. And, and then they do the thing where they do the one they all get on the ground. That's going to get canceled. Um, all in the Family, the greatest television show ever. The reason it was so good is because they tackled uncomfortable subjects and in, in a funny way, but they weren't afraid of anything. They did everything back in the seventies. They did you know, gay rights. They did abortion. These things that you could never do now. It's kind of disappointing when you think that we've evolved in so many ways, but we've gone back in backwards in this way. You can't have you know a Dr. Seuss cartoon where they have an Eskimo. I don't know if you've seen the Dr. Seuss books that were banned, but I would say one of them is is you know is questionable, is controversial. The one where they have like these African figures. The rest of them are bizarre. It doesn't really make sense. They have guys with turbans because they're from wherever India. They're, they're it's not like um, they're denigrating or disparaging. It's just a cartoon of a guy from India, and they have to ban the damn book. But it, I think Dr. Seuss was a big deal because it was. Once you get rid of Dr. Seuss, you say, no one's safe. No one's, I mean, Dr. Seuss, little kid, everyone, I mean, literally oh, Michelle Obama was reading it to kids like two years ago. And then one day someone woke up and said, it's offensive. And the next day eBay banned it. 
you know, banned his books. Well, that's what's wild too. And and they're like even today, I saw a headline that said Pepe Le Pew has been removed from the new Space Jam movie because it was in the first Space Jam. Was movie. he? I didn't even yeah. know. That. Yes, but they're trying to claim that it was removed three months ago and it's like well probably not let's be real like probably you probably saw this and and got rid of it or it's just like a, a strange coincidence i guess and but, but there will be no end to this i mean if you can go back i mean i, I look at yosemite sam or, or you know they're, they're gonna find something wrong with all the cartoons from 50 60 70 years ago they'll ban them from wherever you can find them now i'm not even sure where you find pepe le pew or don't find pepe le pew but I just wonder if you're a grown man, if you're Charles Blow, a uh, New York Times columnist, don't you kind of feel silly typing? The, I, I tweeted about this because I couldn't believe it was real. And I'm thinking, just typing the word, and I never knew how to spell Pepe Le Pew. I had to look it up. But typing the word, this guy's 50 years old, Charles Blow. Don't you feel silly, Mr. Blow, typing the word Pepe Le Pew and saying he taught Kids taught boys that no doesn't mean no. Do you really think some rapist out there learned <laughs> to learned or, or got the idea from a cartoon skunk? That's that's real. You really think some boy grew up to be a man and raped women because he learned it from a cartoon skunk? At some point, you have to say, this is too silly, even for the New York Times. Or maybe an editor has to step in and say, you know, um, um, Charles, uh, you're being ridiculous now. I understand, you know, you're, you're sensitive to these things, but you're being ridiculous if you think a cartoon skunk is the reason kids... Oh, I didn't even know this. You think, they'll take down, uh, you think they'll take down Mickey Mouse one day? That have, that have yeah. some crazy crazy ramifications to it Mickey. the answer to every question like that is yes there's no limit if you can cancel dr seuss and pepe Le Pew, tell me who's safe tell me who you would stop tell me at what point you would say no that's going a little too far when was Charles, elmo created i say elmo's safe when was he created uh i don't know but uh there's definitely some um uh cartoon sesame street ca uh, characters that aren't safe that's true i mean oscar the grouch you really think that they will find something offensive about the grouch they certainly um, will i didn't even know this charles blow 50 years old um divorced this is from his bio divorced in 2014 blow came out as bisexual <laughs> huh. and uh, i guess we know why he's divorced <laughs> Come out as bisexual. I'm telling, tend to think your wife would not like that. But uh, he's got a bunch of what's he got? Three kids, and he came out as bisexual. So um, good for him, but uh, bad for Pepe Le Pew. I don't care. As I said, it was always it was least my least favorite cartoon. It was like tedious. It wasn't funny. You know, it wasn't entertaining. It was dumb. So I'm with you, Charles. Let's get rid of Pepe Le Pew just because he sucks. But He's he's uh, not going to be the last. We will keep uh, we will keep on that as we've said many times. We're going to cover the cancel culture, and the cancel culture is getting worse. It's getting worse. We're doing stupid cartoons from 50, 60, 70 years ago. You know, imagine, if, like, imagine if before Space Jam two comes out, isn't that LeBron's movie? Maybe they yeah. cancel all the cartoon characters, and he's just got nothing left. It's just be able to come up with new characters. There's, there's no question that if you looked at everything, Bugs Bunny or whatever, Yosemite Sam or whatever, that, that you'd oh, say there's something there. You would find something there 
if you can really seriously say that Pepe Le Pew, what's the word he uses? Teaches, it teaches boys that no doesn't mean no. That that's what you learn from my skunk a cartoon. He skunk. had a uh, he had a video. I can cut it out of the podcast here. Look at this. He had a video example of it in that tweet. You are my peanut. I am your brittle. Darling, you found me. A sweet. A I kind of get you get where if you're no, listening, you get where he's going with that. It's terrible. Yeah. But I have to say, I think uh, Andrew Cuomo was a big fan. That's where, I mean, let's be honest. It was big when Andrew Cuomo was a kid and he saw, he saw that no doesn't mean no. He saw that even if they physically object, you can force yourself. And Andrew Cuomo uh, took his cue from Pepe Le Pew. So it's all coming together and we got to cancel them both. Andrew Cuomo and Pepe Le Pew are canceled. And we will just wait till, t- till tomorrow to see who else the New York Times would like to uh, remove from uh, polite society because, you know, they contribute to uh, the rape culture. Anyway, we got to leave it there. Um, um, we uh, want to thank our, uh, our wonderful sponsors, Shake Concrete, Allied Paving, DCU, GovX, Pluto TV. Uh, we, had, we, had, we had lots of other stuff. It was a pretty wild weekend. Did you see their vaccinating apes in california apes gorillas no they didn't know it's they they vaccinated orangutans and bonobos i didn't even know what a bonobo was i had to look it up but they're apes and they got vaccinated against the coronavirus i'm sure you know they're world war ii vets and 75 80 year old people in nursing homes still waiting but this is the way california rolls they go to the san diego zoo and they vaccinate gorillas before uh, before senior citizens, but um, did you see all the um, did you see all the comments over the weekend about just quickly about uh, the Mumford and Sons? Like, what was he the bassist or whatever? He was He's a banjoist, which banjo. I didn't even know I had a ban- I, banjoist. I thought Steve Martin was the only banjoist out there. But the banjo, what did he say? What did oh, he do? Well, he just congratulated Andy No on his new book oh, right. and just triggered the hell out of people. But well, a banjo, he's a great banjo guy then. If he's the guy, that's they, they rock the hell out of that. So. I don't even understand how Andy No is controversial. He writes about Antifa. So you're telling me all these people are upset because they don't want Antifa exposed. They want to support these vandals, these scumbags who trash businesses. I didn't know Antifa had such such big fans out there in the rock and roll community, but good for the banjoist from Mum- Mumford's son who gave Andy No a plug. Andy No, whose uh, book just came out and it's been banned in certain places. It's been banned in bookstores in Portland because if they don't ban it, Antifa is going to burn the store down. So those people are in a tough spot, tough spot, but you can still get it. I think, I don't think Amazon has banned it yet, but uh, we should do, we should try to get Andy No on. He's a little, Kind of laid back and soft-spoken, but he is a hero, man. He is a true old-school journalist, fearless journalist who uh, exposes these scumbags. But big week, big week. The trial for Derek, trial of Derek Chauvin begins this week in Minneapolis. They're putting up fences and barbed wire and bringing in the National Guard and everything else. That is going to be wild because they, uh, last I checked, they may have uh, overcharged Chauvin and uh, may not be able to prove uh, second-degree murder. And if they don't, 
ah, I feel bad for uh, small business owners, store owners, restaurant owners in uh, Minneapolis because the city is not going to handle it well. If he doesn't get convicted and convicted quick, I mean, they're already marching in uh, in protest out there, but I, I hope he gets convicted of something. He deserves to be convicted. And I would, uh, it would just be awful for the city if he, if he, if he walks and uh, it would just burn all, it'd be, it'd be much worse than last time. I think I fear, but uh, we'll, we'll stay on top of that. We'll keep track of that and we will keep you updated and uh, we will leave it there. Uh, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan podcast and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, and Fire TV and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Are you headed back to college this fall? Amazon has part-time jobs with students in mind. With starting pay up to $20 an hour and shifts that work with your schedule, you'll be able to balance school, work, study time, and social time. So beat the fall rush and go to Amazon.com slash student jobs to start looking for a part-time job. Not only will you earn while you learn, but you'll get to add Amazon to your resume and jumpstart a career that can take you places. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced full-bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.